So they sacrifice people at the steakhouses. Yes, and then they fry our blooming onions in human fat. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbishit. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. This week on Crash on My Couch, ruining a couple Comic-Cons. What the fuck are the Outback Steakhouse planning? And this is the reason why I'm never going to Australia. This week and more. On Crash on My Couch. Well, hey guys, welcome back to Crash on My Couch. So we're officially um, doing a long distance podcast episode yet again. Yes. And that's always fun. So it is seven in the morning for me. What time is it for you, Scalia? It is. It's three o'clock here. So that's so weird. It's and so I weird am having you gone. so tired. I am like exhausted. <laughs> well, yeah, you stayed up until like four in the morning. Well, that would make you a little tired. The thing is, it's like I went to bed at like I like was on four hours sleep because I didn't sleep on the flight. So I was like. Listen, I'm going to stay up the whole day, then crash on out, like, 11 o'clock. I'm just going to sleep for the whole night. Of course, I get to, like, midnight, and I'm like, great, this is my time to shine. Get all cozy up in bed, then wake up at 3 a.m., like, bolt upright. <laughs> um, I just, I'm, like, lying there, like, what, like, how is this possible? I'm so tired. So I'm going to have, like, a nap in, like, an hour, I think, just to, like, Aww. keep me going through the day. You poor thing. Oh, that sucks. I didn't even... Oh, man. I hate I hate jet lag stuff. I thought you did a pretty good job at sleeping on the plane, even partially, because I know you slept for a couple hours, so good for you, at least. But um, it seems like you did not get the full eight hours last night. No, Definitely. I did not. I did no. not. Unfortunately. Whereas I did, because I crashed out at a grand total of 10.15 p.m. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Well, the thing is, it's like when you come, when you end up coming back to the UK from the US, like especially from LA, it's really annoying because you, when you're meant to be going to bed, you're wide awake. Yeah. And obviously when you go to LA, when you're meant to be going to bed, you're already exhausted because you were meant to, you were meant to have gone to bed like 10 hours before. So it's yeah. perfect. You just have to stay up and just like drink coffee and just try and be awake. And it, it, it works perfectly. But coming here just messes you up. I just don't know how it's to funny. do it. I know. Well, it's funny how, like, staying up is so much easier for people than actually trying to fall asleep. You know what I mean? Like, if you force, if someone's with you and they force you to stay up, it, like, it's not the same if someone's like, go to sleep, try to go to sleep. Like, you can't force someone to go to sleep, but you yeah. can keep someone up. Yeah. So, like, that's part of the thing. It's just a lot easier to adjust when you're in America. But last time, I feel like I did a good time, job with jet lag. Like, I feel like I haven't had a really bad jet lag go since, like, we first started dating. Yeah. So, I'm hoping that when I get back into London, it'll be like, yay, I'm fine and everything's good. And I can, like, stay up and play Mario Kart with everyone. But, um... <laughs> That's like my goal when I when I fly back. But um yeah, I'm I'm still doing the shooting thing, so I have an early schedule. That's why we're waking up kinda early to get this done. Because your girl has to get in the car and get back over to set because I've got two weeks left. Woo! What? I actually have a week and six days left. Which is crazy. Dude, it's counting down. 
I know. It's getting so weird. It's been like my daily job for the last... When did we start shooting? Like June... June 15th? Yeah. Yeah. Like the first two weeks of June, I think. Yeah. It's been my job for the last like month and a half. So it's crazy that I'm not going to have to wake up early and do anything. I'm going to go crazy. You know I am. It's going to be like one of those things where you're like, look, you're finally done. And I'm like, yay. And for the first couple days, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to sleep in late and do nothing and eat shit. And then like around day five, I'm going to be like, so what are we going to do now? Yeah. You're like, okay, so like now I need to like do something with my life. Yeah, I know. It's That's always how it is. I'm so terrible at taking a break. Um, but anyways, we've got some fun stuff to talk about today, and I think we should start it off. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is. So we've got a fun Weekly Idiot this week because it involves Comic-Con. Comic-Con was a week or two ago. I remember everyone on set getting very excited about it. I think it was, it wasn't last weekend, but maybe the weekend before. But anyways, United Airlines has just kept on having a good track record with people this oh, year. No. What have they year. done? What have okay. they done now? Yep. This is on techdirt.com. And the title is, United says TSA wants all comic con comic books searched. So that's unreal. TSA says, not us. <laughs> so, basically, a bunch of Comic-Coners that were really excited about going to San Diego Comic-Con all booked United flights. And as they were going into their terminal, there was a big sign outside of the terminal that said, Comic-Con attendees remove all books from checked bags. So you had to go through and check your comic books you weren't allowed to just have open comic books on on the plane you had to like get them searched why good question united says it's because the tsa demanded that all the comic books were searched before they got into san diego comic-con and then the tsa turned around and we're like we have no idea what T- what united's talking about we never asked for that that's so- united just being like <laughs> this is what's happening it's like a ban on books how weird is that they were, like, keeping people at the door, not letting people, like, get through because they had a bunch of comic books in their bag. Like, what do you fucking expect when you were going to Comic-Con? Like, what do you expect a bunch of nerds to have? Like... But also, like, comic books are so flimsy. They're just, like, paper. Like, Yeah, what, what are, are you going to put they, in them? Like, what's... Like, the, it's just crazy. Like, what? how can you, like, disguise something in, like, a flimsy paper comic No book? idea. No idea. Oh, oh, oh. And even worse, they put up a sign at the airport in San Diego telling people that all the books needed to be removed from checked bags. So, like, not even just, like, your carry-on. If you had packed any books in your checked bags, like the thing that you wanted to put through security, you had to remove them. <laughs> so, like, of all the things that you want to do when you're in the airport, it's like busting open your suitcase in the middle of security just to get something out that's literally a paper good. It's so stupid. It's just dumb. That's, do you think they'll, like, they'll like maintain that for the rest of the year? Like, remove your shoes, all electrical items, and any comic books. Yeah, no, leave the lighters, the gasoline, everything else. Just your comic books would be great, please. To me, it just shows that, like... All TSA and all security is just some stupid, like, show that that airports put on. Because, like, who gives a shit about comic books? Who gives a shit about comic books? And then the best part about it is that 
Then TSA came out with a statement saying there is no restriction on anything related to putting comics or any type of books in baggage, and TSA never put out any guidance to that effect. In fact, they are allowed in both checked and carry-on baggage. Like, why? Why, United? And so there was like, um, this is like the end of the article, and it's a funny way to cap it off. So there was either some sort of bizarre miscommunication between TSA and United, or it was just United being United. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then the last sentence is, either way, when it comes down to a dispute between the TSA and United, it's difficult to bet on which organization is likely to act worse. So, so uh, yeah, thank you, United and the TSA, for ruining a couple Comic-Cons, I'm sure, by making people get rid of comic books, you big old turds. It's like the uh, United PR team. Like, they're just, they must be having just a nightmare. I don't understand how an airline can have so many problems, like so many <laughs> PR problems. Like, how many times do you hear about United doing something outrageous? Like, it's just, it's just dumb. They just can't seem to get a handle on all their issues. Let's be real. No. But anyway, I'm going to segue onto our next segment, which is... Conspiracy Camp. Let's go to camp. Um, so I was, I was trying to think of a segue, but I was like, you know, what, we're just gonna do this. We we're gonna, we're t- gonna do it. We're we gonna, don't have we're time for this this morning. Mm, so no, this morning's a little crazy. So you know what? Conspiracy camp. Um, also, I'm very excited about this because lol, I saw this meme on Twitter. But yeah. anyways, so this, let's talk about it. So this is like um, a big thing that just pops up online, and. Um, <laughs> I like saw it over Twitter the last couple of days, and it's so funny. So, um, the Outback Steakhouse, which I've never been to. Have you been to an Outback Steakhouse? Honey, you've never been to an Outback Steakhouse? What are you doing? You haven't gotten a blooming onion? <laughs> it's Australian. It's not even Southern, but Southern people love Outback. Okay. So. Okay. Anyways, keep going. It's can, delicious. Can you just can you preempt this by saying what the Outback Steakhouse is? Is it just a just yes. a regular steak bistro? Right. It's a chain restaurant. Like I would say it's in the same level of chain as like almost like Applebee's. There's like an Outback Steakhouse everywhere. But it's like decent food. It's like steak and I think you can get like shrimp kebabs, because I think that's what I always got anytime my my dad would always get like his work associates would get him Outback Steakhouse gift cards, and he never liked Outback. But they kept getting him Outback Steakhouse gift cards. So, like, anytime he would get too many of them, like, he would rack up, like, 500 bucks in Outback Steakhouse gift cards. That is so cards. funny. Yeah, it's, like, not a joke. You can ask him about it. He's going to be in town this weekend. But um, he would he would rack them up, and at a certain point, he'd be like, y'all, do you just all want to go to Outback Steakhouse? Like, do we want to all go? Let's go. Let's just do it. <laughs> And, like, everyone would go to Outback Steakhouse together. Like, it was always, like, this big funny thing. Um, but anyways, you'd always just get, like, like it's very, like, they have, like, biscuits. And they have, um, their Bloomin' Onion is, like, what they're known for, which is, like, a giant fried onion flour that you dip kind of, like, an aioli ranch chipotle sauce with. It's, like, it's delicious, but it's going to kill you quickly. Okay. So Is, um, is it, like, Morton Steakhouse? Is that another big one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Morton's Steakhouse. Okay. It's like supposed to have like a shrimp on the barbie flair, but it's just like Morton's okay. Steakhouse. Well, I've, I've yeah. done Morton's. So this is like, this is so funny. So apparently <laughs> the the tweet which was going alongside this was just, what the fuck are the Outback Steakhouse planning? 
um, so it's interesting that you point out that there's like an outback steakhouse everywhere. So this guy on Twitter looked at like his area and looked at where all the outback steakhouses was. And he basically like with a pen, like connected the dots to where they were. So after this guy connected all the dots to this, to these steakhouses, they formed a pentagram. <laughs> and I love it so much. And not only that, but then he decided, or he or she decided, to then look at other areas where Outback Steakhouses was. And then there were more pentagrams forming. So now there's this like kind of weird, like kind of like freaky meme where like <laughs> like a cut co- like the collection of out like out how outback steakhouses like around one given area all form kind of like this weird pentagram like star thing. It's so weird. Like you know that with like city planning, it was definitely just that the five most outer points made the most sense. But it's weird that there's not an Outback Steakhouse in the middle of it. That's what throws me off, is that if you were trying to have, like, a spread, you know what I mean? Like, if you were trying to make sure that everyone in your area could get to an Outback Steakhouse, why wouldn't there be one in the middle? Why? Because it would throw off the pentagram, obviously, when they summon Satan. From the depths of the Blooming Onion, it it's not going to work out, because there's going to be one right smack dab in the middle of it. Well, you know, like, you know, what? Well, like some of them are a reach, though, like the pentagrams, but some of them match up perfectly. And even funnier, a spokesperson for the Outback Steakhouse had to like come out and say something. And <laughs> like the quote was, once this was brought to our attention, we took a look at the map and saw something completely different. The spokesperson told IBT. And no, of course, we're not involved with any cult. So they had to come out and be like, listen, we're not involved with any cult. We don't know what's going on with this. Twitter is such trash. We are the trash people of the world. Like, oh my gosh. Well, I personally, personally, uh, as someone who loves to believe conspiracy theories, I think they done got caught, though. <laughs> like, uh, Listen, I don't think I that, don't, I don't think they wanted to. to be found out. Well, like, what's... The, okay, so, like... If in a, in a different world or a parallel universe, like, they were actually planning something, uh-huh. what would be the thing they were planning? Bear in mind, there's uh, these pentagram, like, occult, satanic symbols. <laughs> so, the, the second, like, the literally, the, the Antichrist, obviously. They're summoning Satan. Duh. So they, so they sacrifice people at the steakhouses. Yes, and then they fry our blooming onions in... Human fat. That's what's happening. Yes. And then they summon Satan. Yes. And then they summon Satan with it. Yes. Obviously. Because nothing that delicious and that terrible for you should exist in this world. And that is Satan's work. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh the my bloomin' gosh. onion. The bloomin' it's onion. <laughs> the bloomin' onion. I, I just, don't believe it. I just thought it was so funny because, like, obviously I, I haven't heard anything about the Outback Steakhouse. But obviously, you, like, you know about it. But, like, it's such a, like small chain of restaurants like for it to be picked up and just like put into the mainstream and like accused of being like this like cult like the the owners must have been so confused like they're just like mind their own business like cooking up some steaks and like oh no 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 outback steakhouse is huge there's an outback steakhouse in every city in the u.s i don't care where you live every city little rock had an outback steakhouse like arkansas has outback steakhouse so it's 
everywhere. That's why it wouldn't surprise me if this was a culty thing. Because they have so much power and influence in the restauranteur business. It wouldn't surprise me if they're, you know, moving some of that muscle. And I think also a lot of the the people who own those big chains, they all own them together. You get a monopoly. I don't know that for a fact, but it wouldn't surprise me. I Cults. think if you triangulated a couple McDonald's, you might see something you don't want to see. You know? Interesting. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. They're all in cahoots <laughs> with each other. They're all planning something. <laughs> Who knows what, but it sounds nefarious. That's for damn sure. The other weird thing. I love that. The other weird thing, which is even like weirder, like, is that like, obviously... There needs to be for like a like pentagram. There are one, two, three. There are five points. So like there are like at any given like area like five outbacks in like close proximity. Five. Like they that's what I'm saying. They're everywhere, dude. That is insane. Yeah, Who needs like, five. What's no, wrong with no one? one? No one needs five. But it's crazy to me that you haven't heard about the influence of outback steakhouse. Because I assumed it would have touched your shores at some point touched but me. maybe not yeah <laughs> maybe not i'm surprised there's not an outback steakhouse in westfields up the road from you like <laughs> literally no, it doesn't it do- i don't think it's a thing here that's so funny oh my gosh yeah outback steakhouse is definitely a thing they're definitely part of a cult i will join that cult because like i said deliciousness pursues like i i will i will follow any delicious pursuits down a very large rabbit hole <laughs> um yeah I like that. I like this conspiracy theory uh, compared to the R. Kelly one. Or no, no, we we did. It was let's join a cult last week, but now can we join the cult of um, Bloomin' Onion? Yes, of course, no question. So sweet. So this is also a let's join a cult segment. That's we're true. It fits into two things at once. This is why yep. this whole story is just so great. I know it's amazing, and I love it to death. Um, but I do have something else that I want to talk about. Ooh, there's a segue. Yeah. Ooh, there's a segue in there, and it is... Animals are badasses. Wow. That's what I want to talk about. Nice. How badass animals are. Or more specifically, how terrifying animals are. <laughs> oh, God. My favorite thing. <laughs> Woo! So, I don't know if you remember this, babe, but, like, before you left and I was walking out the door, do you remember I was like, there's a spider on that door? Yes. And I was like, sorry, I can't kill it. I gotta go. And like, I left you with this terrifying spider inside. Yes. Right. So that's a huntsman spider. That that spider was a huntsman spider, but a very small one. Because in California, they do not get huge, giant, large, scary. They just look like these tiny little... I mean, they're still scary. They're still big for us. Like, we don't like them. But they're relatively small compared to, like, the oversized ones you see in Costa Rica or wherever. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So, it's funny, though, because then the news article came out. It was actually YouTube news that uh, was, A giant angry huntsman spider traps terrified family inside their Queensland home. So, of course, this is in Australia. Of course. Not even surprised of course. by that. Why would, like, why would there be any doubt that it was ever going to be anywhere else other than Australia? Australia, no. I'm, th- this is the reason why I'm never going to Australia, because I expect to get off the plane and get attacked by giant eight-legged freaks. Uh, yeah. Well, this one's huge. Like, I don't know if you saw the picture, no, of it, but it's, I like, as big as a dinner cl- plate. No, I don't want to click it. I'm not clicking it. Okay, you don't have to, but it's literally the size of a dinner plate. And basically, this dude posted up outside the family's, like, screen glass door 
So it's just sitting on the screen glass door, like huge. Like this thing is like this big around. It's fucking enormous. Like I'm holding up my hands in a plate shape, but it's like a dinner plate shape, dude. God. It's it's massive. And like those little mandibles, like those little creepy, like little weird hanging mouth <laughs> things that the huntsman had in California that we saw. It's the same thing. It has those it has those little mandibles that kind of hang out. And stick out, and no. they're big, and they're chunky. No, yeah, no, they're no. big. It's all big, and no. all the family. <laughs> I, I like. I'm like sitting here, like you know, when you get that feeling, like you start talking about like insects or spiders, and all of a sudden you feel like they're kind of on you, or they're like around <laughs> you. Like I just got that like weird shiver where I'm like, I don't feel comfortable anymore in my space. <laughs> Literally, I don't feel comfortable in my home talking about this spider. Anyways, so basically they were making dinner together, the family was, and they saw this fucking monster, which they nicknamed Aragog, a.k.a. the giant spider from Harry Potter. Um, Naturally. And it was just outside their window. Yeah, it was just outside their window. And they... (laughs) They held up their cat to to show like what size, how big the spider was, because their cat was like, like the spider was basically the same size as their cat, like their house cat. And they held it up, and then the cat was like, "Whoa, fuck no!" and like bounced, and, like, "No, no, 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 I'm not doing that." Um, and so he's on like the outside of this glass, so they can see him through the glass. So once it showed up, they were like, "Okay, we need to get rid of it." So they tried to kind of like move it along, and it was not happy. Like, it would not budge. It just sat there. Like, it would not move. And the it ends with the wife, whose name is Miss Ansel, saying, It's still alive and happy. I nicknamed it Aragog. Which makes me think, did it ever leave? Did it ever leave? Or is it just still on the sliding glass door for eternity? Wait, so did it eventually just disappear after any given time? Yeah, it just said, since the post, the spider has found a new home, and the couple have not seen it since. It's in the garden, and we haven't seen it since. It's massive, and was mean, but it's alive, and we didn't want to kill it. There was nothing more terrifying. Yes, there was nothing more terrifying than massive and mean. Because what does mean mean? Why is he mean? (laughs) That, like, indicates spite, doesn't it? Like, it indicates that there's something spiteful about about the spider yeah i don't love that like we're giving it like all these feelings and emotions and like we're giving it things to be angry about because the thing the only saving grace about spiders is i'm like well they're like more scared of us than like we're scared of them and they're just trying to go about their day but from this article i'm hearing that this article this fucking spider wants to do something to you I think this spider would draw first blood. That's all I'm saying. Oh, gosh. Oh, jeez. I mean, listen. Well, you're not dealing with these kind of spiders here in Cali. You're definitely not dealing with these spiders in in London town. Touch wood. But, man, I hate spiders. Like, now I'm kind of crawling a little bit. Like, I'm looking around. Well, you should be because that apartment apparently is riddled with them. I know. You know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go get Raid or something. Come, some kind of spider repellent. I remember we One asked... plugs. Yeah, I want to do something like that. We asked on the podcast if anyone had any ideas to get rid of spiders. And none of you guys were helpful. So please, someone message us or tweet us. Because uh, we're suffering here. I am, at least. I'm going to die. While Will's gone, I will die. I'm going to die. Yeah. Did I tell you that um, one of the crew members that came on set the other day, she was like, guys, I... 
almost just died last night. I found a black widow in my bed. Duh. No. In my bed. Duh. Wait, In where? California. It was, oh, it was in East LA. All right. It was like Silver Lake Echo Park. That's why I don't go to the East LA. That's why I stay on the West side because they got Black Widow spiders. What? Yeah. In her bed. How did so she then, know it was a Black Widow? So she killed it. So she like freaked out, got out of bed, killed it, like slammed it. And then afterwards she was like, that was a Black Widow, wasn't it? And like she had thrown it away in the trash can because she like was so freaked out by it. And then, and then she went back to go look to see what it was, and it had the red hourglass. Don't tell me these things. How upsetting is that? How does something so little ruin our lives so completely? I know, but that's the thing. Like, it must be pretty rare for like black widows to be occupying people's spaces. Like, they're pretty rare, aren't they, in LA? Or maybe they're not. Oh yeah. Know. No, I don't remember the last. That's the first time in my adult life that I have heard someone say there was a black widow in my home. I think you have to be, like, for the most part, Black Widows, I feel like, are always in garden sheds and stuff. They don't like being in, like, a very active area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Super weird. Like, it doesn't... I, yeah. I feel like it's not very common, so I'm not worried about it. We just get a bunch of little creepy crawlies, but nothing bad here. But, uh, yeah. So, glad we had spider talk at the end of this. <laughs> but, um... That that's gonna do it for me today, Squilliam, unless you have anything else you'd like to add. No, that's it. We're leaving on that horrible note about black <laughs> widows. So we'll leave you with that. All these people are probably like listening to it like in bed or like in the morning when they're getting up. But be aware, there could be a spider right next to you at any given time. Right next to you at any given time. Stay on your guard. You never know when they're coming for you. That's all I'm saying. Um, Sorry, guys, that this is a little bit shorter. Ours is obviously in the middle of shooting whatever she's doing, and um, we're doing this long-distance style, so, like, it's a little bit sketchy at times, but hopefully it all works out. Um, Yeah. We'll try to have a, a bigger, more robust episode next week and or when i get back in london in two weeks obviously we'll have another episode up next week but it might not be another short one depending on what next week's schedule looks like but um anyway guys thank you so much for listening i hope you had a good morning commute or nighttime. don't think about the spiders don't think about the spiders and i'll see you guys next time bye guys see you in a bit Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you, guys.